11. We're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. I hate to start out a podcast with this, Shelby, but the whole time I was, uh, like this whole weekend, I've had bad education stuck in my head to the tune of... <laughs> I'm gonna tell about my bad education. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> to the Taylor Swift song. The, um, oh! Um, like, bad education. Bad education. <laughs> Da 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 Yeah, yeah. Which wow. is ridiculous. That says a lot about you, honestly. My brain didn't even go there, and it's my brain, you know. Yeah. Wow. So I'm happy to gosh. hear that. Congrats on. Uh, Thank you. On your deep Thank you. Attachment to Taylor Swift. Well, you do remember that uh, she was my top artist of 2019. Yes. So. Yeah. Of course. That. How could I forget? It's just. Ugh, sorry. Every day I'm fighting to make sure that doesn't happen in 2020. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Um, but I'm excited to be here to talk about uh, Bad Education, however you sing the title. This is the HBO movie starring Hugh Jackman that everyone was freaking out about, at least film Twitter. I don't know if any anyone actually watched this movie that like doesn't, you know, I don't know if people actively sought out this movie, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, this is, it's very... It's a weird situation for this movie just in general because like to give some backstory it was made without having a distributor which lots of movies do and so it went to the Toronto Film Festival last year which lots of movies go to it's a big fall festival where lots of Oscar nominees uh play and distributors will buy movies there and then they'll either put them out this year or, you know, that year to try to get an Oscar or they'll put it out next year or whatever. Well, HBO spent $17.5 million on this movie, which has big name actors and you would think has some Oscar potential uh, to put out on HBO. So not a, were like yeah. not eligible for the Oscars, only eligible for like Emmys and TV awards. And then, so that is one weird element. And then the fact that it came out during the coronavirus pandemic where, uh, you know, there aren't anything in theaters and everything else is coming out on VOD anyways. It was just like a very weird situation of like, <laughs> yeah. this movie is, has a strange birth story. <laughs> But um, I think people were pretty stoked about the performances. Like, it was a pretty big cast. You have Hugh Jackman, obviously, Allison Janney, Ray Romano, a bunch of, like, weird... But um, it was a story I'd never heard of. I don't know if I'm just not tuned into the school district dramas, but <laughs> had you ever heard well, of this? I'm very attuned with yeah. Long Island school district drama. I read the, you know, school board memos for every school right. district every Tuesday. So yes, I was very aware of this. No, I I was not. Um I had heard about this movie because it, the director of it is Corey Finley, whose first movie was Thoroughbreds, which I don't think anyone saw, but it came out a couple of years ago and had um Olivia Cook in it and um, oh, yes. what, Anya Taylor-Joy. And I really yeah. liked that movie. So when I saw that this was coming out and was sort of like, a, I don't know, like a whistleblower type story, I was like, this could <laughs> yeah. be good. I'm sort of interested in this. And then yeah. when you said, hey, let's watch this for the episode, I was like, perfect. Great. Would love I know. to. I was, I was, yes. I mean, I don't know how to talk about this movie without like getting into spoilers because honestly, like a lot of the different turns were surprises to me, which I don't know if that's just because I'm a gullible person or I wasn't tuned in to the nuance, but like every turn just like, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, he, yes. him, her, what? And um, it was a delight to kind of watch unfold. And 
There was a lot of talk around if this was Hugh Jackman's best performance. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it was definitely like a joy to watch. Yes. I would say that if you have not seen this movie and are like a fan of movies in general and are stuck in quarantine, you should like pause the episode and go watch the movie and then come back because it does have so many great (laughs) twists to it. And I was watching it also not knowing the story and was like, oh my gosh, that happened? Oh, and then this? Oh, and then she's actually (laughs) that? Uh, Yes. So I was on the same page with you for that whole process. And I don't know, like, I guess just touching down on Hugh Jackman, what is Hugh Jackman's best performance? Has he been nominated for awards? I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like he had to have been. I think a lot of people would argue that Wolverine, like that, like the... uh, the actual like the last movie the more serious one is one of his best performances um oh les miserables he was nominated for oh, so yeah obviously the greatest a... showman is another yeah. <laughs> high a shelby brow. favorite yeah um i also just recently watched prisoners which he was in with um jake gyllenhaal and he does really good in that like i i Did think you know that, that x-men stronger. was only his third movie that's wild. Yeah, to it was me. like a it was like that's Hugh Jackman's origin story. I thought he was like famous before that, but I guess I don't know what he would have been famous for. Oh, the prestige. Maybe he was in, like in that. Australia. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's been doing some he's a pretty like I think he he's overlooked as sort of a well-rounded actor sometimes, but he like, you know, he has a chameleon. He wears a lot of different hats. He's done drama, you know, comedy, obviously musicals. Like I feel like he is someone I enjoy watching whenever he's in a film and I think he does a really good job of capturing these strange characters um which serves him well in bad education when it's such a layered role that you kind of like I mean I was reading about the uh, making of the film and they originally scripted it to be like a much more villainous like one note kind of bad guy but as they talked about the character more and then as Hugh Jackman got involved they realized like there was more room to kind of add nuance to this guy who maybe wasn't pure evil like it wasn't like a comic book villain so the general sort of plot of the movie it's based on a new york magazine article there was this public school system um what was the name of the school roslin in Mm -hmm. long island and back like in the early 2000s it was uncovered by like the school newspaper by like the actual students that several people like high up in the school including the superintendent who is played by Hugh Jackman in the movie were embezzling like large amounts of money and it eventually came out that it was the biggest school embezzlement (laughs) in American history so that's kind of so the movie's sort of like a whistleblower tale of like wait what's going on in the school and Allison Janney is also in it and she's fantastic she just Mm -hmm. won an Oscar for um I Tanya and I feel like she's so good at playing these kind of like (laughs) like unlikable kind of crazy characters with weird accents they everybody in this movie has a long island accent which just makes everything so much better no both of them really are giving such great performances yeah i mean it opens with like they're just kind of buddies they're just like doing their thing they're obsessed with getting to like number one and i don't even know There's some yeah, sort like of ranking. school rankings yeah. or something. <laughs> they They're really number four, the but I was confused as to like, is, is it, it like just national? the schools like in New know. York? Is it yeah. everywhere? But they're trying hard to yeah. be number one. And they have this vision for like making this really beautiful, the skywalk that's going to elevate. Which, what their... is that? I was I never sure like on what the it's skywalk like a, is. It's like but a like, bridge 
above that goes ground. over the entire school. I was confused. Like, they were like, like, it connects the like campus. It connects the two buildings. So it's like, instead of having to walk outside, you'd take a sky bridge. <laughs> I okay. don't know. Google sky bridge. Okay. It's a thing. Hospitals do them a lot. Like, I think the idea would, it, it was just like, it was just a cosmetic sort of showy million dollar project that would elevate the school and thus the district and the neighborhood and blah, 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 blah. And you slowly just start to see like this woman who Allison Janney plays is I'm sort Googling of like sky bridge. And all of these <laughs> pictures are just like weird bridges places. Like, yeah. no, they're just like, it's like a bridge over a cliff, a bridge. Okay. This is <laughs> Gatlinburg sky bridge at Christmas. I don't even know. Okay. Just Anyways. Like yes. You were saying schools or something. Sky, sky bridge schools is definitely a school district someplace. Okay. But... Well, anyways, like buildings in New York have them a lot. If there's a bridge over a street that connects two buildings, like an indoor bridge of some sort that's a sky that's a sky bridge that's there's one by our old office you know on like 32nd or something oh yes 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 i know what that i don't even think that's operational but i know what it is yes okay okay still confused as to what they were doing so the film is a it starts to show that like pamela is sort of loosely managing her school credit card like you see her allowing a niece to buy a Christmas present on it. And then you see her son played by our favorite American Vandal star using it recklessly to buy materials to redo her newly purchased like beachside house. (laughs) And so you start to get a sense that maybe Pamela has been doing some fudging of the numbers, cooking the books, whatever. And this like moment in the movie happens where the whole school, um, uh, the board well, gets together, and they're like, "She's well, because, been embezzling money." Because the because what because ha- how they find this out is that Geraldine Viswanathan plays this high school student. She's the girl from Blockers and also our favorite film, The Package. And so she like stumbles upon the fact that this woman is embezzling money, right? No, the first the first clue. How is do they the find sun. out her then? The son oh, yes, is, the son uh, is stealing. shopping and one of the guys is like, this was a pretty weird charge and calls the super, calls the school right. district board of directors. And then that's how they figure out Pamela has been doing something, but they don't know how much. And so the superintendent, Frank, played by Hugh Jackman, is like, oh, well, let's look into the numbers. Don't do anything drastic. Let's not call anyone because we don't want to lose our reputation. And yes, so the school's right. like um, accountant is like, I can't really figure this out right now. This will take months of searching through the books and like figuring out what receipts are real and whatnot but i guess i'd ballpark around 250k and so frank then uses this information to be like it's not that bad she'll pay it back but if we say anything to the press if we make a big deal if we call the cops then we'll lose our fourth place standing this whole school district will tank we'll lose everything we worked for and he convinces them seemingly out of the goodness of his heart that it would be better to just hide it for now. <laughs> and I well, was like, and the genius the genius of the movie though is that you don't know who 
is bad. So at the beginning, you don't realize that either of them are bad. And even at this point where, you know, you realize that she's embezzling money, you think like, well, maybe he knows about it or maybe yeah. he is like Kinda aware. Yeah. But but he seems so nice that you don't think that he's really <laughs> involved at all. And then he gets yeah. this entire school board with Ray Romano and the like school accountant all to sort of like get on board. And mm. you think, oh, OK, well, maybe like. This like was the extent of it. Head and yeah, he just is trying to protect everything he cares about. But then meanwhile, yeah, you have this teenager who's doing a school paper on the on the sky bridge that Frank is sort of like, hey, you need to treat this project like you would anything, like really take it seriously, find a good story. And so she becomes sort of obsessed with the school budget and she starts to notice these errors. And eventually, in probably the craziest movie moment for me this year, she realizes there's a company sighted in New York and she goes out there one day, knocks on the door and it's some dude. It's clearly like a clearly like an apartment. And I was like, oh, this is like Pamela's like lover's nest she's paid for or something. But then <laughs> plot twist, the elevator opens and it's Hugh Jackman. Cool, because in the whole first part of the movie, Hugh Jackman is like wearing a wedding ring. Like women on his, yeah. in his weird Charles Dickens book club are hitting on him, and he's like, "No, it's too soon after the death." So you think <laughs> that his wife has like just recently passed away, but come yeah. to find out, she died like thirty years ago or something, and that yeah. he's actually secretly gay. He's having, and you realize first this because he's having an affair with a former student who lives in Las <laughs> Vegas and is like a male dancer. But then you realize that actually the whole time he's like in a public law marriage or whatever with this man who lives in New York City. So he has a husband and a lover, but in his entire school life, all these people think that he's, (laughs) you know, a straight man who was in love with his wife who died recently. It was wild. I was honestly so shocked. And it was just like so well done too. It was just because you really do want to root for the guy. You're like, oh, like he should have called the cops. He he thought he was doing a good thing, but now he's in way over his head and he's going to get in trouble. And then you realize like, no, he was saving his own skin because he was embezzling way more than this expected 250 K. And then the movie becomes sort of an unraveling of these lies and just how much was being embezzled. Who was really like, who was using it for what? It's just bonkers to watch unfold, especially having known absolutely none of it. Like I really just, I didn't know anything. He's spending money on like plastic surgery. He's like traveling around the country, telling the school that he's traveling for work, telling his husband that he's traveling for work, but actually like going to visit the boyfriend or taking the boyfriend on expensive, like first class European vacations that then when he's confronted about it is trying to somehow pretend that it's for some kind of education conference, even though it clearly isn't. Um, And the whole time, I mean, just, the the Long Island accents just take every <laughs> scene to like a another level forward. Yeah, and it's just like fun because it's one of those movies that has all these clues that you kind of miss at first glance. Like, there's a point where Pamela's character accuses him of being the real psychopath, and you're like, okay, lady, like, sure, project your issues. <laughs> but then you mm-hmm. realize they'd been in on it the whole time, and she was calling him out for being this like hypocrite and hiding his own bad deeds and then you find out like he never told his partner that like he I mean one had this other lover and also that he seemed to not ever talk about him at work that he still had a picture of his dead wife at his desk and so it's like 
you just realize by the end how truly terrible this man was that you were sort of like rooting for halfway through the movie. But even then, somehow in the end, (laughs) I mean, he's fully having a meltdown. He's like, you know, trying to intimidate students, intimidate school board members. He's clearly lying about things. But you can still get a sense that he's that he's like trying to do good for the students even though he's not you know it's like a weird conflicting opinion where it could easily have just been a oh this is a terrible person but somehow you kind of get the sense that even though he's doing bad things he didn't necessarily like always mean the worst i don't know it's a very like nuanced ending sort of to the movie right it's like you could tell he didn't get into education for the money but he just realized like oh well if there's a way for me to you know, have my cake and eat it too. Like, you know, a few dollars here. Like he paints it like I had to look nice. I had to present well. I had to have everything that makes it look like we're a strong school. And I think it is interesting that he like never loses his passion for these, you know, kids Mm -hmm. in various degrees. But then you also have the weird storyline of the fact that he hooks up with a past student. (laughs) It's all very tangled webs. Was were you taken aback by that scene? Because when that happens, like he's he's at a bar and he sees the student and they start talking, and then yeah. <laughs> then it cuts to a scene where with them at a diner still talking, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'd want to necessarily go out to dinner with like one of my former uh, teachers, <laughs> but you know, it it didn't feel like weird at all. And at one point, the student says like, oh, I was a dancer, and you kind of get the sense that. Hugh Jackman like thought that maybe he was doing something more exciting or like better off and then is sort of disappointed that he's a dancer. But then you realize later it's like, oh, no, he was into the fact that he was a dancer. And now he's like, (laughs) take him back to his hotel room. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the issues that the real Frank had with the movie. He's he came out and said that he'd never once had a relationship with a student even one who graduated and that never happened that his lover was at the time was not a former student. So he had issue with them, you know, sort of making that salacious moment. So I don't know if we, you know, trust a guy trying to save face, but that's what he said. And he also said that, um, that his partner, his domestic partner knew that it was an open marriage, which is not shown in the movie. So again, yeah. How do we know? (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to yeah, it's hard to gauge on like what is true or what isn't there. This movie got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, we've been covering a lot of things and been watching a lot of stuff recently, and it's mostly been like B-leaguey <laughs> fluff, you know, like not great. Yeah. This yeah. is the first like actual good thing I feel like I've seen in quarantine. So, but it's h- weird because you we really have no metrics on like is it right. doing well? Are a lot of people watching it? Aren't a lot of people <laughs> watching it? Like with Netflix, at least you can see what's in their top 10. So you can sort of gauge yeah. on like who's into it. But I don't think HBO has that. So no. Yeah. And it's sort of like it is kind of a weird one because I don't think this would have done well in theaters necessarily. Like I think it's kind of a weak, like in general, it's sort of a, a pretty weak storyline. Like there's not a ton that's happening. And um, it's not like the greatest piece of film you'll ever watch but it does have these really powerful performances it's a very interesting story if you've never heard of it I mean he ended up embezzling like what was the number 11 million dollars oh yeah and so that's like a lot of money that they just happened to siphon off and no one asked questions until this 
2015, published the expose in the school newspaper, which is how it really happened. And then the New Yorker covered, the New York Times covered it and everything. But it's just like a crazy story. And um, I think it works now for us to be entertained by it. But yeah, it's sort of like, do I think that this will like stand the test as like a great film? I don't know. Well, it's interesting to think about, like, I mean, obviously a lot of people saw this movie last September when it was playing in Toronto, and HBO mm-hmm. was like, this would be a good movie for us to buy an air, not to be put in theaters and be like an Oscar yeah. play. And you feel like when Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney signed up for this, like, it does feel like their roles have sort of like an Oscar potential to them. Yeah. So I don't like, what do you think HBO was thinking when they were looking to buy this? I don't, it feels sort of like weird, a weird movie for them. When you think about like other stuff that's been on HBO, like that native son. And I don't like, I feel like their other movies are sort of like a step below. And this feels like it could be a, like an Oscar player in some sense at least yeah it sort of felt like a small scale like the big short almost like yeah without the like voiceover stuff but it was kind of that sort of sharp energetic whodunit type thing Um, or like a bombshell like I feel like this is this would be like in that category sort of yeah I think they probably just overall felt like the stakes were too low to like garner wide interest um because it, it sort of makes sense to be a streaming movie. But yeah, it does feel slightly elevated. But I think that's why HBO felt like it could fit at home with them. Because they try for that slightly elevated like yeah, material. That's true. But yeah, I, I don't know if like Hugh Jackman had bigger dreams in mind with this. Because it is just like, it's a, sm- it's a short film. It's a quick film. Like, I don't know. It, it didn't feel theatrical, but it was still like really good. And so it doesn't feel necessarily like you know, Netflixy. <laughs> well, then the interesting thing is, so, okay, it's not nominated for the Oscars. It will be up for Emmy consideration yeah. this year. And TV movie has its own category in the Emmys where it'll be up against things yeah. like the, um, like the new episode of black mirror and the, um, uh, breaking bad movie that just came out where you feel like, okay, that probably has a good shot at, at that. But yeah. then the performances have to compete against things that are in miniseries as well. So mm-hmm. like Alice and Janney will be competing against people from the Watchmen, all of the women from Mrs. America from with Tony Collette with unbelievable. And that sort of feels a little bit unfair. Cause like Alice and Janney's really good in this movie, but she's competing against people who maybe have, you know, like, five six seven hours of screen time where she's in this movie for you know maybe 30 minutes so (laughs) i wonder what her chances of winning anything are just given that like weird category stipulation that's true but it seems like everyone had fun with it you know it's like oh it's so fun fun movie (laughs) even though it's kind of a you know a sad story like they embezzle 11 million dollars from the school district which i just like how does that even happen like what? How many people had to be sleeping on the job for you to lose eleven million dollars? Well, that accountant clearly like didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Like he had no idea. Yeah, I mean, there was one charge that was like you know a hundred thousand. Like I don't remember, like nine hundred thousand something ridiculous for this New York apartment. And it's like, man, well, I should 
I should go into the school district and cook some numbers the, if it's this easy. The thing that's crazy, though, is like, so that charge was billed as to some like consulting firm or something that really wasn't yeah. a consulting firm. It was actually himself. So you could see how someone would like look that over and how Hugh Jackman could explain it away. But like when you're buying PlayStations and like <laughs> uh, the the one niece says that she spent, you know, thousands of dollars at like Macy's, like yeah. how do you come into school with a receipt for <laughs> $2,000 at Macy's and say that it was something for school? You know, it's yeah. like, how are you passing that off? Yeah, I know. It left me wanting like a lot more. Like how how did Pamela start doing this? Like it showed a little bit of her, it seemed, editing these documents, but it wasn't clear like how. And also how much did each of them end up spending? And like when did he get involved? Because he sort of was like, well, it started with like a lunch date where I just forgot to turn in the receipts for some bagels and I got away with it. So why not keep going with it? And I just like, well, I want to get like a play by play of every single step they took and what they did and what they spent it on. Because this is just like wild to me that you could burn through $11 million in, I don't even know how long he was working there, 10 years. Well, they each had like multiple houses. So (laughs) I think that was where some of it went. Because she was talking about, she was like remodeling her house, which was on the beach in the Hamptons. And that is not (laughs) cheap. Yeah. So, I mean, would you say now, later, never? I would say now. I mean, what else do people got to be doing? And this is a very, like, good movie, I think. Yeah, I would definitely say now. I think it's, like, it's just a delight to watch. I don't know why I loved it so much, but it was just very entertaining. Oh, it's so entertaining. And it's great because it's entertaining, but at the same time, it doesn't feel, like, trashy necessarily. You know what I mean? It's like, there's some things where you're watching and it's entertaining but you feel like it's actually sort of like worthless and then there's other things that you watch where you feel like okay i need to watch this because it's important but it's not necessarily fun and this feels like it's sitting right on that line where like i could easily watch this movie again right now and still be very entertained but at the same time it didn't feel like it was too hot to handle yeah and there were just such delightful choices like i just so many like surprises along the way where it's like like you don't even realize he had bought his lover a house until like the last 20 minutes of the movie when the cop is like did you know he bought his lover this house and you're like that's why he's living there that's why he's not surprised to see him like this is like a deep relationship that he's formed with this poor dude i loved everything about this movie so Mm -hmm. yeah you should watch it now (laughs) lightning round questions yeah hit me um what is the worst like school scandal that happened in one of your schools or colleges that you're like oh this was an interesting thing that was going down (laughs) oh man I'm trying to think I mean I mean while I was there or just historically I mean I guess either one here I I have I have one in mind because I like came up with this question so I'll give you a second to think but our our school had a dress code that was like very strict. And so for our like formal dances, there was also a very strict dress code uh-huh. where like girls had to have straps that were like an inch wide on their prom dresses. Um, like if you didn't have those, lots of times people would, girls would wear like <laughs> shawls or weird like right. cardigan things over their prom dress to like get away with it. But if you didn't 
show up if you showed up and your dress was like either too low cut or the straps weren't wide enough the teacher would like take duct tape and like (laughs) cover up the area that you were supposed to and so one year we were the prom was on like a boat and so the the principal was just like standing outside the boat with a roll of duct tape and then like strapping people in as they went on and i just remember Mm. this girl like weeping as she was getting on the boat because it was like well either she would have to ruin her dress with this duct tape or otherwise not go and um yeah so that was like talk of the town for a while of yikes every year who who like tried to get away with something and then ended up having a duct tape dress at prom yeah that's a pretty familiar uh that that sounds familiar to my experiences too i mean notoriety our my high school viewmont high school was the site of a uh of a ted bundy kidnapping so that was like a big deal for us um that was a story passed down and then i mean I went to BYU and BYU is in the news a lot for a lot of different reasons, but I guess, <laughs> you know, there's always a, there's a rule about not having beards at, at BYU. I don't, it's like a, archaic you can't rule. have a beard. You can't have a beard, like a must, you can't have a beard. And so that's crazy. You can't. Yeah. It's so weird. It's ridiculous. And they've just dug their heels in. So every few years there's some loud protest about, you know, free the beard and (laughs) it doesn't happen, but it's been in the news a lot. It's, it's something that gets a lot of press. So if you want to be a rebel, go to BYU and walk around with a beard and you'll probably get called into the office. So can like professors have beards? I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to think, I don't think so. Cause it's a, it's a religious, a church run school. So I think there's like standards in place for can both you not have, students. Can people just in the church in general not have beards? Oh no, it's totally acceptable. I don't, it, it was like an old rule from like the 60s or 70s because the president thought it was like a, a communistic thing to have a Oh, beard. like a hippie <laughs> thing or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so the rules just stuck and, uh, and it's, it's one of the few that hasn't even changed a little bit. So no Poor beards. Hipsters. Yeah. Mm. They're really suffering. Um, If you had the chance to embezzle money, what would you most likely spend it on? Oh, I like knew that you were going to ask this question. And yet (laughs) still, did I think of an answer? No. I mean, honestly, I would, as someone who lives in New York, if I could own a house here or even like an apartment, someplace where I wasn't paying rent, where Mm -hmm. I like own something and then could make money off of it when I sold it, that would be great like walking around queens since um in the coronavirus like walking to wendy's and such i've passed (laughs) a number of houses that i feel like i could potentially you know like if i was a wealthy person i could own like not a super rich person house but you know just like a house in queens you still have to have like money in order to have it but it's not Mm -hmm. like a crazy amount so i feel like if i was embezzling money and i you know had a couple million dollars i would just buy a house yeah i feel like the problem with a lot of embezzlement stories and especially this one is they just get too greedy and they like fly too close to the sun and it's like if she hadn't bought the second like beach house and decided to remodel it she probably wouldn't have been caught and like i feel like that's the thing is you have to you can buy a house but maybe not like a new york apartment you know what i mean like you have to tread the middle ground so you don't raise too many eyebrows (laughs) i also feel like i would 
if I was going to embezzle money, I would do it in the way where I'm like going through some kind of front company and then laundering the money back right. to myself. So then you can nice. spend it on whatever you want, but you don't <laughs> yeah. have to like yeah. say what it is. You want to get in on the Ozark game, you know, really. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't watch approach. Ozark, so I don't know. Is that how that works? Is it about money laundering? I thought it was about yeah. drugs. Well, or maybe it's about both. Yeah, it's yeah. They're laundering money to pay for this drug lord. Anyways, it's a it's a tangled web. But yeah, I think I'd I'd want a house, or I'd I'd do a lot of like trips, kind of like he tried to. Oh yeah, I could see you definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Except for your Instagram, I think would get you caught real quick. (laughs) Yeah, but you could always like I'd have a finsta, you know, a secret. I guess that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Which of your family members would be most likely to screw up your embezzlement plan by uh, <laughs> using the credit card at Home Depot incorrectly? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, bless this kid's heart. It's the American Vandal character. I don't know if he'll ever be able to shake this, like, doofy high school <laughs> loser, like, aura from him. Jeez, I don't know. I can think of a lot of extended family members that would probably <laughs> mess things up for me. I can't name drop them, though. Um, I guess in, in my immediate family, it would probably just be my mom on accident, you know, just like not <laughs> just not thinking clearly, just saying something she shouldn't have said. Mm-hmm. I think that's no, probably poor my, mom. the weak link. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, honestly, my family, I feel like, is just five weak links. Like, I honestly, I'm not <laughs> sure I could trust a single one of them to, to to get away with it. If we were having an evil plan, I would definitely be the one who was in charge. And the five of them would definitely not be paying attention to the <laughs> rules I was setting up. And then would I would be the one who's put in jail. Yeah. That feels very correct to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a high school teacher you think should have probably been arrested for something or you wouldn't have been surprised if it turns out he was a criminal? Um, I I had a college professor who was arrested for, well, I don't know if he was arrested. I think he might have just been fired, but he was sleeping with two separate <gasps> students at the same time. And I guess one night, like they were, our College Town only really had one bar that people would go to. So I guess they were down there one night, both of these girls separately. <gasps> and one of them got drunk and was like bragging about how she was sleeping with the professor. And then the <laughs> other girl was like, wait, he's sleeping with me too. So then he got fired. Um, oh, wow. But I'm trying to think. I mean, my high school teachers, I feel like in general, were pretty good. Hmm. Um, I had one science teacher who was like, I think not all there mentally, but I don't think that she would have done anything wrong. She was just like kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have someone in mind who you're like, yeah, they were a problem? Um, I was always I always got creepy vibes from this young. He was a young like biology professor named Mr. Bear with like an H. And it was just like he was oh my gosh, like, like um uh, like little women. <laughs> yeah. Less like less cool. But um, he would just give weird vibes. And I always just was waiting for the day when it would come out that he'd had an affair with a student. But so far, no bad news. So maybe I'm <laughs> have you protecting. checked recently? <laughs> no, but I think I followed just enough high school like acquaintances that I would hear something through the that you would vibe. hear. Yeah. Um, if you had to get plastic surgery on your face, what part of your face would you <laughs> fix first? Let's see. I mean, I don't know. I guess. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I like just don't have an issue with my face. 
I guess there's some, um, I think what I would do, and this isn't surgery, so I guess you can correct me, but I would want like, dent, like a, um, what's it called? Like, you know, where you get like fronts on your teeth to look. Oh, shiny. veneers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd want like a new, a new smile, you know, <laughs> clean teeth, get the, get the whole treatment done. Shelby, I know that I'm weird with teeth, but honestly, you don't have to get veneers just to be (laughs) friends with me. I can't stand the anxiety anymore when we're in pictures together. I just know you're judging it. Mm. Mm. I've like, I don't even think you can get this fixed, but I recently (laughs) realized that like one side of like my jaw is like a different at a different angle than the other, which is sort of like throwing me off. I I think it works in like some pictures, but (laughs) ever since I realized it now, that's all I can see. So I'm like, maybe I'd get whatever, however, like part of that jaw fixed. They can like, yeah, they can like sand one side down or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's crazy though is when I was getting my wedding dress um like altered, my my uh, seamstress was like, Your shoulders are uneven. And I have one shoulder that's like noticeably higher than the other. Like even when I'm standing straight, like it's not a slouching issue. It's just like my bones are <laughs> Wait, you mean like at... your bone sticks out more at a different or your no, arm it's is like my longer? My what do you shoulder, mean? Like my shoulder blade is higher on one side than the other. It's bonkers. It's weird. I can point <laughs> it out to you and you'd notice. It just seems like I'm, you know, like if you stand at a sort of a slouch on one side and one side goes, one shoulder goes uh-huh. up, it's sort of like that, but permanent and very, very subtle, but it's there. <laughs> so since you found this out, have do you stand differently to try to like counterbalance or are you sort of like... No, it? but I'll notice it every now and then and just think about how... Like, I remember very clearly my sister and my mom being like, what? And we just stared at my body <laughs> for like... 30 minutes in the mirror as she measured me and I was like that's that's a fact that's but, wild some yeah. people wish a leg that's shorter than the other one but yeah I've never heard of weird shoulders I know so which of these uh, characters did you most relate to uh, <laughs> oh my gosh that's you know are you the are you the I don't th- student or the I don't think I'm brazen enough to actually like go through with one of these embezzlement plans, Maybe but I like could easily see myself as the niece. Yeah. <laughs> who they're like, here, take this credit card, go buy some stuff and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then go like a little too far and be like, oh, I spent, yeah. I spent a lot of money at Macy's. You're like, I wasn't sure how much was too much. So I just, yes. Uh, so I spent $3,000, which seemed normal. I know. I could never imagine doing that to like a family member without asking. That's just like wild to me, but well. happy for her. Um, I think I really related to, um, what's his name? Nat Wolf? Wolf, the hereditary guy. Oh, Alex Wolf. Yes. Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf, when he, in in his first introduction, he's the editor, the student editor in chief of the magazine, of the newspaper. And he's just sort of like, what is this? This is dumb. Like, just write a puff piece. We're, we're just a school paper. <laughs> like, just get over it. Stop caring. Let's just phone this in. I think that's really my vibe. That was my high school energy. <laughs> that's great to know. Great yeah. to know. <laughs> was, I was not an overachiever by any means. I was on the school newspaper, but, you know, didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't really didn't have anything. The- you didn't have any breaking news? Not not really, you know? I mean, but also I don't think the school would have allowed us to put breaking news if there had been any either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was crazy that this story was released actually in the paper. Yeah. Because 
you would think that someone would have to approve it first. Clearly, there they were, were rogue, someone was man. like going rogue with the printer yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, that's all the questions I have. Do you have yeah. any other questions? No, that's it. Well, this was great. This was so much fun talking about this movie. I'm glad that we watched it. It was definitely a worthwhile watch. Next week, we're back, and it's Shelby's birthday episode. Yes. So we'll be breaking down another actor's filmography. Do you want to mm-hmm. reveal that now who it is, Shelby, or you want it to be a secret? I don't know. Is it, does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. We'll keep I it just... a secret, at least till next okay. week's uh, Love It uh, Pop Culture Roundup, but... It'll be good. It'll be exciting, you know, really breaking down someone's entire life story in film. Yeah, I've been watching movies. You've been watching movies. I watched a full TV show for this. So it's going to be good. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. We're at PSU Wrong on Instagram and Twitter. We have a Gmail account. Um, You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done that already, that's great. It helps more people find our podcast. And otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.